Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am really excited for you guys to meet my friend Brandy today. So Brandy has been part of Flow 365 for the past nine months, and this is part of the series where I'm introducing you to four of the women who've been going through this process, just so you can hear from them what they've learned, how they've grown, how their lives have changed. Um, instead of me just talking about it all the time, I'm so proud of everyone who's in there. And I just wanted to put four of them on the spot so you could really hear what it's been like for them from them. And so Brandy is the fourth of that series. We haven't been running it in a row. So if you are totally inspired by this episode and you haven't listened to the others, just you can go back. We'll link to them in the show notes, but you can also go through iTunes and, you know, in the past couple of weeks, whenever you see meet, you can meet Heather, you can meet Sue, you can meet Helen, and that's how you would figure out which ones to listen to. And Brandy is amazing because I feel like I'm always marketing to entrepreneurs. I feel like I talk a lot about launches and writing and batching and all this stuff that as entrepreneurs, we have to pay attention to um, at the same time that we're eating well and mothering and all the other things we do. But Brandy is a nurse and she has the most amazing job, so beautiful, hard job. She is really working in a hard situation with patients who are, you know, not really not well. And it's amazing to see how she can navigate through life with this job that is so much pressure. And what she figured out how to do with motherhood was how to do that for less hours um, and still work for someone. And so I really wanted her on the show for anyone who's listening, who has heard me with my entrepreneurial vibe and is thinking maybe this isn't for me because of that, because it's really been amazing to watch how Brandy has grown. And I, I think she shares a little bit in here about you know what she thought of all us entrepreneurs at the very beginning of her, our, her process with us. And Brandy has two little girls, which I will also, um, she will tell us a little bit more about. But before I get her on, the thing that I really wanted to do was, as in all these episodes where I'm introducing you to people, they each one of them talks about some of the tools and practices that have really shaped their experience um, in a big way. And I wanted to just pick three of those and explain them in a little bit more depth for you so that you can take them and put them into use in your own life. Even, you know, not being in Flow 365, although I certainly hope hope that if this is appealing to you, that you take this opportunity while applications are open for just a couple more weeks to go fill out the application if it feels like a good fit for you. And of course, you can do that at plansimple.com slash flow hyphen 365. So the first thing that Brandy talks about that I just wanted to draw your attention to is she talks about just putting all planning together. 
So you can do this yourself by just choosing a planner that really works for you. But this is about not writing on a million pieces of paper and not writing in four different notebooks, but really picking one place where everything can be. And just having that be your book, the thing that you carry around with wherever you go. And this was, you know, with the Flow 365 program, we send out the flow planner. So Brandy, I remember the day actually where she posted that she had put aside her other calendar and she was now using this, but she really does use that book on a day-to-day basis. And I think that that has made a really big difference for her. So that tool is really about just committing to one place and putting everything there, well, for at least a 90-day cycle. I think it's harder to do actually with a year, but for a 90-day cycle, you could pick a notebook and just go for it. And of course, you can always get the flow planner. Okay. The second thing that we talk about is finding your rhythm. And this was a really big thing for her. So when we started it was in August, I think, and her girls, or maybe we started a little before that, but it was at a moment when they were about to transition. Her oldest was about to go into a school situation for the first time. And so, and she had to pack lunches and do stuff that she had just never had to do as a mom before. And so it was really messing with getting out the door in the morning. And this idea of a rhythm really helped. And so I just wanted to explain how this plays out in in the flow planning process in a few different ways. So one way a rhythm is really helpful is around meals and just creating a rhythm for when you're going to have what. So knowing, for example, that maybe every Tuesday night you would have soup or every Thursday night you would eat from the freezer because it's always a busy day. And every Saturday night, your husband would commit to cooking, or that would be the night that you get takeout, or that would be the night that you go to your mother-in-law's, whatever it is in your household. Maybe there's a night where you always cook something from scratch, or you always cook something from around the world. Maybe there's a morning that you always have oatmeal, but you create this rhythm that really fits in with the life that you're leading, which is going to look a little bit different for everybody. The other place that rhythm really comes in is understanding what you're doing on different days. So what what flavor different days have. And sometimes different days have a couple of different flavors in them, but making those times really predictable. So maybe it's knowing that you know every Monday, it's like you are sitting in your chair and you are getting your work done. And every Thursday afternoon, when your kids get out of school early, you're 100% committed to being a mom. And maybe every Saturday you start counting on a couple hours of just self-care where you can move your body and read a book and journal and do things that you don't have time for in other times of the week. Maybe there's a night once a week where you have a date night, but these rhythms start coming into your life and they start being regular and it makes us not have to make so many choices and the choices that we do start to get making start to be smarter and we start to really migrate out of that survival mode because we're starting to make bigger and better choices because we're not, it's not always in the minutia. So those are a couple of ways that rhythm, you know, really gets played out throughout the year, you know, as we go through different seasons. Um, actually this different seasons also play into it, right? So like the holiday season, the summer, which is coming up for us, the school year, all these different seasons that we have when we have kids. 
Okay. And then the last tool that Brandy is going to really talk about, so I'm going to let you hear it from her, is this idea of being smart about meal planning. And she particularly talks about freezing food. And if you want to go back, we'll link it up in the show notes to an episode by Angela. And I interviewed her as an expert on creating food in advance for the Christmas holiday, but she talks a lot about freezing and it's something that you could do all year long. And so you can go back and listen to that in depth. And actually Angela's part of Flow 365 as well. So I didn't interview her in that capacity, but she is definitely a very important part of our crew in this cohort. So that's what I've got to say. And I really just want you to meet Brandy. And in case you didn't get that. If you're loving meeting these four women, you might just love this program. So you can go check out more about it. Plus there's a link to apply at plansimple.com slash flow hyphen 365. So go check that out. And the applications are going to be open for another few weeks. And then I close it up and then we go and it's a year long. So we go, you know, we go and I don't know, you know, the next time that applications are going to be open will be a year from now. So if you want to jump in on that, this, this would be your opportunity and you won't look back. And a lot of the women who you've been meeting um, are actually going to do it again. They're going to do a second round. So this is something that is really impactful for people to have this accountability. So you would might meet them in person, some of them in person as well. Um, And then in case none of this is appealing to you before you sign off today, I also want you to know that there is a a course that is coming out this weekend, which eventually will be a course that I'll be selling for a couple hundred dollars. But for this weekend, it's going to be not a couple hundred dollars. Um, It's going to be almost free. And it is really the whole flow planning process with new and improved worksheets that I have created and edited based on the experience of the past nine months with these wonderful women who you're meeting, some of whom you're meeting. And um, I can't wait for you to get your hands on this, this part of the process because if you want to, you can just, you know, go at it. You can do this. It's something that you can repeat over and over again. The thing that Flow365 really gives you is that the group aspect, the accountability aspect, the having to show up even when you don't want to or when things get hard and having people to celebrate with when things go great. Um, That's the real part of, you know, being part of a group for a year. But the, the, the process, the flow planning process itself is something I would love everyone to have and everybody would be able to utilize in their lives. So look for that this weekend. I will be sharing it here on the podcast next week. But if you want to be on that first to know list, just make sure that you are on the mailing list because I will be sending that out on Saturday to everyone who's on the mailing list. And that is plansimple.com. And anything that you sign up for, any free printables you sign up for will get you on that mailing list. So with no further ado, let's get Brandy on the podcast. And actually, right before I do that, I just want to warn you that in living this amazing free lifestyle and balancing motherhood and work, Brandy decided on this sunny, beautiful day that we were recording this to go outside. So at some point, a neighbor turns on a lawnmower and we're very sorry about that. We tried to fix the sound to the best of our ability, but I really want you to hear Brandy's words. So I'm airing it anyway. All right, let's get Brandy on the show. 
So I have Brandy Bonica right now, and I'm so grateful that you have agreed to come on this show um, and just share a little bit about your experience with Flow 365 and with the Flow Planner and everything that's going on in your life. And it's funny because a lot of the people in our group happen to be entrepreneurs of sorts. There's a couple of them. And I love that you are a nurse. So Brandy's off like saving people at all hours of the day. <laughs> so that's given such a great perspective, I feel like, to the group. Um, and I just love that part. So tell everybody a little bit about you, like what you, I've just given away what you do, but sort of how you divide your time, I guess, what you do, how often you do it and how old your kids are. Well, thank you for having me on. And um, as, uh, as you mentioned, my name is Brandy, and I have uh, two little girls. Um, one is just turning six and four and a half. Um, but my main job, um, other than mothering, is that I'm a critical care nurse. Um, I work at, um, at a hospital here in Boston. And I'm working part-time, which is wonderful because I can stay in my career, but also be home to raise my children. Um, but, you know, finding balance in that is hard as well. Um, so that's kind of why I was leaning towards Mia's Flow 365. Awesome. And what was appealing to you about it? Like what well, parts? I've always been a planner of sort. I've always been a list maker. Um, but often my lists are all over the place and I can't quite get the entire picture all in one place because those sticky notes, you know, don't always stick. And <laughs> they're lost <laughs> in the shuffle. Um, so I, you know, I had previously used planners before, but not able to really encompass the whole picture. Yep. So as I was being introduced to your Flow 365 and realizing that, it really does look at the whole day, the whole month, the whole 90 days in one, one book, which was really nice to be able to refocus your, your goals, your thoughts, your tests. I love that. Um, and I remember actually that you were a planner because I remember at some point you were like, I wonder if I'm now I have to get rid of the old one <laughs> to do the new one. So I remember that transition of thinking like you didn't want to do it in two places. It was hard, you know, because you're used to doing something one way for so long. And yeah. this was a little bit, little different setup, a, definitely a different mindset than what I was used to. So yes, I, I have to admit I was a little skeptical about leaving my old planner behind, but now I look back and like, this is my new Bible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love watching you walk around with it because we do see that. And I think you were the first person who it actually came apart with because you clearly carry it in so many places. <laughs> no, it truly travels with me every single day. I it love really it. And what do you feel has been the biggest shift since you started using the planner and working together? What was nice about using the, the Flow 365 that was different from my original planners was that it had not just my tasks that I needed to accomplish for the day or the time scheduling, but it also served as a journal for me. Um, it forced me to ask those questions or to refocus my attention on things that are important to me, but um, 
I've never been one to uh, journal in the past. So that was really great to have that all in one place. I love it. I love it. And it does give a little bit of extra space for that. And have you noticed, I feel like you started a lot with the, you know, home and kids and that Mm -hmm. balance. And where have you noticed the biggest shifts in your life? Like what have, what have been the biggest outcomes of thinking this way? Well, when I initially started, I was a little bit, um, a little bit unsure how this would, um, come out in my life because I noticed that there were so many entrepreneurs, so Mm -hmm. many women that were doing these really amazing things in their lives and their careers. And at the time, you know, I didn't have so many things to bring home from work that I was dealing with at home, but this for the first three months I was able to really look at my home life balance and really um, make it predictable, um, make it uh, um, automatic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't have to reinvent the wheel every week. So it was something I could... um, spend my energy doing other things instead of constantly thinking about meal planning or shopping or planning for the kids. Um, it was something that really just made all of these things routine and automatic. Um, so that way I could focus my attention on other things. And now I'm finding in this 90 days, not only was it amazing for planning for the holidays, but I've, since I have this extra time and mental space, I have taken on more at work. So I have been using this more, um, focusing more on work and my tasks and how to time block those things so they aren't interfering with my home and personal life. So that has been a nice transition for these nights. I love that. I, and I've been love watching that. And I love how it unfolds differently a little bit for everyone and how it sort of forces us to just really take on that one thing at a time. Cause I feel like I remember at the very beginning of this whole process, you were sending someone to school for the first time, maybe, right. Is that true? And so it was like, all of a sudden there was like getting out the door and like lunches and like, you know, like that was the focus and it's hard, Mm -hmm. like figuring that out with work and, you know, all the things that we want to do. And then, you know, Every time I hear you talk about work, I'm always like, oh my God, like, how does she do that? Because it just <laughs> sounds so, to somebody who can't stand the sight of blood or whatever, it just sounds so intense and you work these amazing hours. And I don't know, it's just so cool how you figured that out. But then to hear you take on this other part that you could clearly like just see on our calls, put you into so much joy. It was so cool. Yeah. So cool. It is really nice. Um, like I said, just to have a little bit more mental space to yeah. seek out those new goals. Yeah. And what has been your favorite part about, or, or not favorite part, I don't know, I'm assuming you like it, but maybe you don't, about doing this with like 10 other women? So that's what I was going to say. One of my favorite parts is actually getting on and meeting new people from all walks of life, from all over the country. Um, so many different things about them, but we all share like the same stories, the same challenges, and we all kind of work through those together. And obviously having you as a resource has been absolutely amazing. So those are the things that I'm grateful for from this, the whole process of the Flow 365. I love that. I mean, gosh, the the women in the group (laughs) have helped me along the way too. I love it. I mean, I love having this. It's like my favorite thing that happens every week when we we show up to talk about what's going to happen for the week and what happened the week before. It's, I love that part. And the retreats. 
those, yes. those are like, like so restorative, so special. Yeah. I really look forward to those. It's interesting because I don't know that we think of, or, you know, and I certainly didn't used to think of planning as self-care, but oh. when you're doing so many different things, like it really is, like it just, it just, it brings that overwhelm, you know, it brings you out of overwhelm and mm-hmm. it just sort of grounds you in a way that, you know, could be compared to a pedicure. <laughs> yes. Oh, I agree. In fact, when I go for a pedicure, I take my planner with me. I'm like, oh, this is time I can spend with my planner. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to feel when things are in order when obviously as a mom, things aren't always as orderly as we might have wanted them at some point in our life. <laughs> some control. Yeah. Um, all right. So, and what every 90 day cycle, every retreat, we choose a word. So what is your word for this 90 day cycle? So. With this 90-day cycle, I um, really wanted to focus on uh, the holidays and um, how I wanted that to feel uh, because this went from November through January. Mm-hmm. And historically, I have packed every uh, opportunity, every exciting activity, every inv- invitation to do some holiday fun stuff um, into our schedule because I thought that's what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I often feel like I've missed that moment. We've been, we're rushing off to different activities, um, wrapping gifts, making cookies and not enjoying any of it. So my, my word for this 90 day was um, purposefully present. So deciding it. what ahead of time, what we were going to participate in and being okay with having to excuse ourselves from, you know, an activity or a tradition that just didn't serve us. I love uh, that. So we were able to kind of plan out the month of December in like November, you know, still having some flexibility, but purposely planning things that are important to us and just letting go of things that aren't. Yeah. And it's especially with young kids, I find this time of year can be so loaded with stuff that we like inherited and things, you know, we thought we should do. And then we like might pick up magazines or read blogs and check Instagram and everything looks so, you know, perfect and busy. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard dragging around kids to all that stuff. You know, it's like a lot of work. Exactly. I don't think we realize, you know, it all sounds so good that we want to give our kids all this. And then at the end of the day, it's like, man, that created so much more work. And then we ended up with these cranky kids who didn't sleep through the night. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I love that. I love that you've had that. I love that phrase. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't have to be a word. It can be a phrase. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we've used. Um, And, you know, I think it's taken a little bit of um, acceptance, you know, through our family when we have to say like, no, I'm sorry, that's just not going to work. Uh, this year. And, and it's not that we don't love them or love that tradition. It's just that I don't want to be pushing the kids to do so many things or us that we forget what this season's all about. And it just yeah. goes by so fast. So have you had any like major moments that you're proud of where you've said no to something? Like, can you think of like what would, that would help people listening say no to the next thing that might, they might want to say no to? <laughs> well, I guess two things. And one thing struck me back in the fall when we were, um, my husband and I were invited on this wonderful trip with some great friends um, in the month of December. And we both just had to say like, no. Um, with my schedule, I work uh, weekends and holidays. And 
as it is, this month is, is busy and it goes by so fast. So if I had to commit to that week away, I would have to back step everything else and I would miss out on all of the little activities that maybe I wanted to do with the kids. Yeah. Um, so other little things like just because the town is doing a Christmas holiday festival, you know, doesn't mean we have to go to each and every one of them. Yeah. Um, being okay with doing maybe one activity a weekend or not at all, or making up our own. Yeah. Not just because our neighbors were going or the kids from school were going, doesn't mean that we have to. And sometimes yep. saying no to them is tough. Yep. Um, but it sounds like it's coming from clarity, which sometimes yeah. I guess makes it easier, right? Like if you just know that it's going to, going on a trip will change everything, then you yeah. sort of can say it with more, yeah. I feel like when we're certain, it's easier to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to say no to those things. Yeah, it is. It is. And I guess we just know that they'll happen at the, at the right time <laughs> again. However, I will say that because I said no to things, I got to say yes to a lot of things that were important to me. And one that. of the, I'm going to do a, you know, a, a plug on your, um, your advent calendar that we had done a few weeks ago. Um, but that was really fun for me. Um, I really got a chance to maybe make my own traditions for our family, really do good work with the kids. Um, and not every day was this big, uh, overwhelming project. Um, some days were just like little crafts or they got a little, um, candy cane. Yeah. Um, but there were so many good things that we did that really were effective, um, for the lessons that I wanted to teach them. I love that. I love that. And you did it so proactively in advance. So yes, it made yes. it easy. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. We're in the middle of it, right? As we're recording this, where this will air later, but we're in the middle of that as well. And it's been amazing. Um, okay. So if you were to share what some practice that has either come out of just the planning process or being part of this program that might help the next person, like something that maybe they could even start just hearing this, like what has been one of your favorite practices that you've been doing through this process? Well, I imagine that there are many, but yes. the one that has um, that is the forefront of my mind is the practice that Angela had mentioned in our group about um, planning ahead with our meals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to help settle things during the holidays, so you're not so overwhelmed with meal planning and doing all those fun activities. And I really thought about it and I participated in a couple of weeks of making some freezer meals and putting them away. So that way during the month of December, I would have, you know, a lighter load during dinner times or meal times. However, I'm, I've kind of taken that and I continue to use that little tool throughout the rest of the, the months or the, the year, um, just based upon what my life is going to look like. If I know that I have a really crazy couple of weeks coming up where I'm traveling or my husband traveling or just late nights, I can pull one of those out at any time. So I've made it kind of um, part of my weekly process is to look up a, a new recipe or reinvent an old one, but to put one freezer meal away a week. I love that. Um, so that just gives me a little extra cushion on those weeks where I'm like, ah, I just don't have the extra time to pull out 
an, another new recipe today. <laughs> I love that. And are you finding that you're using them on a regular basis? Like, do you, you have a process for that? Yeah, there, there was uh, one week we used two, mm-hmm. <laughs> but most of the time it's one, you know, once a week. I love that. That's so good. And anyone who's listening, Angela is in our group and she was, she did a podcast about this that was a little holiday based, but I think it's so true that you can carry that you can do all year long because there's always something, right? Like, yeah, there's always something that that is handy for. We all have a busy day in a week. Yes. I love that. And actually one of the big insights for me that I hadn't even thought of um, that she shared was that a freezer meal doesn't always have to be cooked. So a lot of times I do do the double recipes and cook it. But she shared just chopping everything and putting directions on a bag, which I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that's so smart. Because yeah. I have 10 minutes many times a day to just chop what I need to and put the directions on a bag. And that's like sometimes half the battle of, of getting something done. Yeah. And another thing that has... Um, been really helpful when you talked about um, different uh, points that have really spoke to me that I've been carrying out through my day is that little section on move food forward. Yep. Um, I think many, many podcasts ago you had mentioned about just doing a small prep in the morning while you have all of your breakfast stuff out and I will chop up an onion or um, marinate some chicken in the morning and that's half of the battle, you know, yeah. getting stuff done and put away. And then at, you know, four thirty-five o'clock at night when you're getting ready for dinner and you have little time and little focus because you have little ones running around, half the work is done. Yeah, no, that's definitely been huge in my life. And it's interesting because it, when I created the planner, that was already that was kind of already a practice. Like I find that what happens is through planning, like things just become part of your life and you don't have to write them down. But that's one of those areas that it's like almost like an upward spiral. Like there's always a next level. So I find I'm always filling that out and being like, Oh, like I can move that thing forward, you know? And, it, and it's like, yeah, there's like, you know, cause it used to just be that I'd always chop the onion or wash the lettuce. Like it was always the same things I was moving forward, but there's so many that, that can keep growing and it just makes it easier and easier to make meals. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's been really helpful for me. I love that. All right. So that was kind of it. I just wanted to, to share, you know, I wanted to share real stories with everyone about how this experience has been for real people going through it. So, you know, you're, you're a real mom of two who's a nurse and who this has been impactful for. So is there anything we missed? Anything that you would have liked to share that I didn't ask a question about? No, but I would love to share this with so many people. I feel like this has been such a great experience. Like I said, I was a little unsure when I was transitioning from my old planner to this. Yeah. However, I am so grateful for this new process and the the community that we have built. Um, I hope that more people have the opportunity to participate in something like this. I love it. Thank you so much. And I do feel like, because everyone has... Do you have the littlest kids? I'm trying to think. Oh, no. Well, there's one person who has some littler kids than you. But I do feel like we met, like, I don't know if you had this, but if you had a mom's group, like when your kids were first born. Yeah. And I feel like I meet a lot of people who had that experience of, you know, like when you take off work those first three months, like you find things to go to just because like you need to get yeah. out of the house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like 
life goes on and we don't do that anymore. And it's hard, you know, and, and, and there's something about like, I mean, we meet other moms, we meet people at the playground, but it feels like it gets really surface, you know? And then, and so it's been so nice. Yeah. So it's just been nice to like go deep and talk about real things and see that everyone sort of has the same issues and different solutions. And exactly. yeah. Like building a new tribe. Yes, we like building tribes. Well, thank you, Brandy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Mia. You're welcome. And it's like, it's wind. I'm looking at Brandy as we're recording this. You guys won't see this, but she's in this beautiful outside. It must be freezing. I'm cold watching her, but somehow people have been mowing their lawns and everything. So thank you guys for listening. <laughs> but know that she's had this amazing outside experience while we've been doing this recording. Yes, a little vitamin D. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. At the end of every episode, we choose three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard, the inspiration that you've heard, and put it into action. Because I find that inspired action is really where big change happens. So we always share three, but I share three so that you can really choose the one that most resonates with you today. And go with that one. You take one doable change, one doable change a week. So if two things really resonate with you, write them both down, but choose one that you're going to work on this week and one that you'll work on next week. And you really commit to that one thing and you figure out how to fit it into your days, what it looks like, how you might play with it or experiment with it, how you can really make it your own and feel like either it becomes a ritual or a habit or something that you've just checked off your list because they're all a little bit different. So here are the three from today's episode. Number one, choose a 90-day word. Some people choose a word of the year, but here we like to do things in 90-day season. So choose a word or a phrase like Brandy did. She chose purposefully present for last season to guide you throughout the next 90 days. And as you're planning or trying to make decisions about what to do or not to do, really lean on your word to guide you. So if you choose this as your thing for the week, you might spend the week really considering the word, getting quiet, making a list of possible words, listening to your intuition, and then running the word by a friend to see if the meaning of the word resonates with her or him. And then you can you know, practice, choose different synonyms that might mean slightly different things so that by the end of the week, you really have that word. And as you start to make choices, you start to feel what it's like to make choices based on that word. Okay. Number two, make freezer meals. You know, I love this one. Set aside a few hours to prep a bunch of freezer meals. So you really got to make the time for this but it's really efficient to do it all at once. And the time that you spend now or on this day that you make space will really serve you later when it's feeling hectic. And you'll be able to have a healthy meal even when you're feeling super busy. And you'll appreciate, you'll really appreciate that you took that time for yourself to take care of you and your family. And again, that podcast with Angela Litzinger has lots of ideas to get you started. Brandy shared her favorite one, 
idea tips from that podcast in this podcast. But if you want even more, you can go back and listen to Angela's podcast, which is linked to in the show notes. Okay. Doable change number three is practice saying no. Decide how you want to feel and what you really want to do every week, this week, and then say no to everything else. And Brandy noted that this was really hard when she first started to do it, but it left room to say yes to things that were really important to her. And she wouldn't have known that unless she started saying no. So practice saying no to things, even if they sound fun, or if you have friends going, or your kids are whining because they want to go, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel like it serves you, if it doesn't feel like it serves your family for some reason, if it doesn't feel like it's in line with your word, you can say no, you can create that boundary. And what's amazing to notice if you run this experiment is what other things pop into your life. By saying no, what are you saying yes to? All right, those are the three doable episodes, three doable episodes, three doable changes from this episode. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast, where we will keep considering this idea of parenting and, in particular, get inspired by the idea of motherhood. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.